0: Thanks for tuning in to the World XP Podcast. If you're enjoying the content, please drop a up, drop a like, and let us know your thoughts below in the comments. Also, please consider supporting our podcast via the link below. It really helps us out. Bill, welcome to the World XP Podcast. How are you, man?
1: I'm, I'm doing all right. How are you doing today?
0: Not too bad. Not too bad. This delay is going to be crazy. We're just talking offline. There's going to be five-second pauses. I know. It's, in between it's everyone. killing me right now. <laughs> That's all right. So let's do a quick intro. I'm, uh, I'm going to try to preempt what you're saying and answer ahead of time. This this might be the most like telepathic one or the worst one ever. <laughs> no in between. So let's start with um, who you yeah. are and, and, right. and what you do. And then we'll jump into the question from the last guest. Uh, and then we'll go from there.
1: Yeah, so, sure. That works, man. I'm, uh, so my name is Philip Howard. Uh, I work as a and uh, an IT and data consultant. Uh, what I do is I work with businesses to help them build up platforms that give them a better understanding of what's going on, like sales internally, whatever they do by connecting all their data points.
0: Well, yes, you also use AI though. That's the big. That's the big thing, right? So a lot of data stuff, but AI though yeah, as well. I kind of
1: buried the lead, didn't I?
0: Yeah, you did. You buried it a little bit. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All right, so let me try, let me try
1: that again. So the cool part about this, because I, I make, I usually make that as fast as possible. I've been to many of Thanksgiving where I start talking about what I do and people's eyes go different directions. Okay, but the whole world runs on data, right? Literally everything runs on data. That's what makes things smart. That's what makes people smart. You go to school you're learning data. You go to, you're, you're in science class. You're reading the data from people from past experiments and stuff, right? I can go on about this and you don't want me to, but what this all builds up to is the more stuff you know uh the the more stuff you can do and the same thing with machines especially as far as we go with ai now because once upon a time a computer was uh would only do what you told it to it was a running joke the computers are stupid um what, what you do when you uh when you teach people to program is uh when you try to get them to wrap their head around that idea you tell them all right give me instructions on how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and they say okay well you uh you take some peanut butter you put it between two slices of bread and you put it together and people, you know, you go into that literally. You take a jar of peanut butter and you slap it in the, with the jar. You put it between two slices of bread. It's it's stupid. Computers are stupid. But now with AI, because of how they're trained and the way they work, with all of the data that we have now, it, it gives the uh, facade of intelligence, of creativity, of being able to um, come up with solutions to things that it was not given beforehand. So yeah, I like working with data because this is what it leads to.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so you said a lot of interesting things, but I'm going to ask you this now because I'll forget if I don't. A um, uh, question from Cody, who is the last guest who unfortunately his episode got taken down for reasons that I don't understand, but that's okay. Uh, his question is, What's something your profession has made you realize your perspective on something in life was completely wrong so you thought you thought something about something in your life, and then you started working in your field and you were like that is not the case at all.
1: I thought that the. I thought that the more money a company had, the bigger it was, the more advanced it was, the, uh, the bigger the name, the longer it's been around, the, the more advanced stuff they would do, the more they'd have it together, um, uh, the cooler, better tech they would have, the smarter the people. Now, I'm going to get in trouble here. I work in consulting, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say stuff and people are working with me and they're like, hey, were you talking about me? I'm like, no, dude, it wasn't you, I swear. <laughs> no, uh, but the truth is, you know what the entire world runs on? Excel it still works on Excel. We have millions and millions and millions of dollars in advanced databases and software and technology and people are still using spreadsheets you, you don't want to know how many of your bank accounts are run on spreadsheets <laughs> um, it's uh, the the world is not as complicated it, it's extremely complicated but it's not as complicated as people like to believe that's that's all sci-fi stuff here. Um, people are just people and it's everything's run by people. So, my my profession has taught me that um, don't uh, don't 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 make something out to be what it's not. Uh, don't don't over uh, don't
0: don't make things bigger than what they are. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a. I don't know that's if a that's super, a good answer or not. but no, that's what I'm going with. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very good that's a very good answer because. We see this all the time. Like you said, these big systems and, and organizations and, and companies. At the end of the day, they're all run by a person who's, generally speaking, just like everybody else. Man, this delay is rough. In... Is it really? Do you want to take five? Let's try and like reboot and start again. And we're back, possibly, maybe. We'll see how the delay if, is now. We if made fingers a couple crossed. Made a couple of changes. Um, where were we? Oh yeah, big organizations at the end of the day is all run by a human being who's just bones and muscles and whatever. Um, and that's a very very good point because we think of these organizations as, and people joke about it as well. Like, it's like ah, oh, like this organization takes so slow. And it's like, dude, you're a part of that organization. But it's like people differentiate themselves from the organization. We almost think of them as not groups of people. It's kind of strange. Similar to how you could say countries and their governments are not the same, even though the people live there. Um, Yeah, so it's a weird kind of indictment on the state of things at the moment. That things have become so big that we view organizations as their own entities. It's funny, you bring up a much
1: more interesting philosophical point than I did, because I was just making a joke about Excel. But what I actually have learned um, from being a consultant, getting to that kind of inside peek into how businesses operate, and who makes the deals and how decisions are made, uh, is that the most important thing you can learn is that uh, people like working with people they like, you know, businesses are run by people, it's the the fact that businesses are seen as their own entity like the way you described and it absolutely i mean, legally speaking that's exactly what they are um, is, is bonkers and that's what keeps people from trying new things trying to break the rules because they think that this is the way it's supposed to run you know there's no way that I can get into this company or this there's no way that I can challenge this company to do something different but I mean, it's just a collection of people. Uh, you can go up, and that's why business. The joke is that business deals are all made on golf courses, or in bars, or in—I mean, God knows where else. Because you're just talking to the people that run the show. They're just people, just like you and me. So yeah. um, it, it's amazing. It's an amazing revelation when when you see that.
0: And and then the the people skill on top of that is figuring out which people have the the authority or the like the poll to make something happen. Cause oftentimes those people are not the people with the titles. It's some guy who maybe is the president really trusts some other guy. And you figure out who the other guy is that can convince the president because it's hard to talk to the president because they're so busy all the time doing whatever. It's like figuring that stuff out. Even when you're within, within your own company, like, Hey, I think we should implement blank process. Figuring out who the right person to go talk to is, is a very valuable (laughs) skill because Sometimes they're the people that you think they are, but often they're not as well. Honestly, I would
1: uh, compare that to trying to game the stock market. <laughs> like, all right, uh, is it going to go up? Is it going to go down? Trying to pick that out is near impossible. What I think works really well, um, and I am not the the model for this. Uh, honestly, if I was going to chill for my wife, she's she's incredible at this. <laughs> but um, just, just be likable and be open to talk to people, talk to everybody talk to anybody listen to people people love being listened to and you'd be amazed that just making a habit of talking to everybody you can and just figuring out what's going on in the day who they are what they like what they do um you, you never know who you're gonna bump into who knows who and just things will suddenly start happening because they know you and this person knows you who knows this person and if you just make a habit of doing that it's not going to happen overnight but if that's just if that just becomes your personality uh, you you'd be amazed the the, the network that you've built without even w- without being as predatory as, as, uh, as sales.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I fully agree. I, um, I have friends that I kind of mentioned that to am Like first impressions are, are so important. And it's not even the like gaming the system kind of in the way that, that you mentioned, but exactly like you mentioned to be not predatory, but just to be just to listen and, actually take a genuine interest in somebody for like two minutes like it's not that long right it's Mm -hmm. like how much effort does it really take to take a genuine interest in somebody else for two minutes or five minutes or whatever and that could make all the difference between you getting a job or get making a deal or doing whatever all of these things and i think it's super important just i mean even if you're just in line at the grocery store or whatever and somebody says something to you like it's like little little things can go such a long way you don't even realize and to your point about it not happening overnight that's also entirely correct and then but it'll it'll start to snowball eventually um because you'll your your little network will build and somebody will be like oh yeah this guy's application ran across my desk do you know who that guy is and then like no but i know somebody who do and then they'll call that other person and it's like oh that guy's really nice like i met him a couple times a blank and like it snowballs for you so cuz all it takes is one bad one to yeah, like ruin, to like ruin all of it. And so yep. you have to, you have to build up enough cushion to kind of if if something bad happens, you've got enough like built up in the bank that it's okay. You had a bad day that day. Exactly.
1: I literally just had something to say and it just went right out of my mind. So I'm blaming that on 7:30 at night. <laughs>
0: fair enough. Uh fair this, enough. this is going to be a fun hour. <laughs> no, it'll be good because now we're, we'll so what we talked about before when we were on the phone for those listening is is real heavy on on the AI piece. Um and that's something that I haven't had an AI person on the show before and I'm trying to branch out and talk to all sorts of different people who are doing all sorts of different things. And so obviously AI I think really hit the lexicon kind of with chat GPT. Like people knew what AI, like had heard the term, but it really just popped into everybody's life with chat GPT. So I don't know, like what's been your experience? Like how did you get into an AI sort of field? Was that something that you'd been wanting to do? Um, like how did you end up in it? And what is your interpretation of what is going on with, with it? And it's, I'll say- evolution into the mainstream at the moment so that is a very very
1: big question (laughs) probably a bunch of bunch of places i can go um so the world was super crazy about AI I mean, even back in like, uh, what was it? 2019, I think, um, that's when the first big hype was coming out when people were doing all kinds of like machine learning and all sorts of cool stuff like that, where data science was, was the field to get into, you know, you, you wanted to make lots of money. You wanted to be like the super smart guy in the room who, who was going to be working on the really cool stuff. You had to be a data scientist. I don't think anybody really knew what that meant. Um, that's kind of like if mean, you just you just went to school and, and you learned how to do statistics and a, a bunch of other stuff and then on top of that you learned programming um because that's where all the ml stuff was doing um and god bless the ones who did because now they they built out all the stuff that made it way easier for guys like me to do it um but when it really came back to life you're right it came out with chat gpt when uh when opening released that and made it mainstream where people could just talk to something and it could be creative I mean that just blew people's minds it still blows my mind on a regular basis and that was actually my first intro into it um I don't know what I guess I didn't even need a marketing department I mean the word of mouth just went wild I mean you saw the stuff on like Instagram and TikTok people talking about it like this wrote my kids essay and of course I I rolled my eyes a little bit because I remember the first hype. I'm like all right yeah sure uh, I go to ChatGPT and I start playing around with it, and like my mind is is blown. I, I don't remember the first, I gotta look at my history here. My my ChatGPT history is wild. I think like the first thing I did was I, I had it write like a kid's book for like about like my my wife, my kid, uh, me and and their nanny, just to kind of show what it did, and it was it was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was it was touching and sweet and to the point. Like like it, it covered like you know maybe it would have been like three or four pages long, right? And it was very sweet. And I, I mean, it was crazy. And then from there, I I wanted to see I, I looked I do, did like a, a deep dive into all the random stuff you could do with it because uh, being able to make it dance was uh, the fact that um, that you could have so much control over it. Um, made it so much more fun. So that's where things like prompt engineering came in where you can give it specific instructions on like the persona you wanted to take maybe you wanted to talk like uh, Mr T or Freaking William Shatner or something, I don't know. Um, and you could have it uh, write poems uh, about World War II in the voice of Martha Stewart or something. I, I mean, I don't know, it, It's it you could do all sorts of cool stuff like that. Or if you wanted to um, turn the tables on it and have it ask you questions, um, you could do that too. I, I think I had it do a, um, my wife and I were talking about one day maybe building a house. It's one of those like moonshot ideas that you we'd know, wanna do. And I'm like, hey, I don't know anything about building a house. You are a an, an architect and design consultant. Um, talk me through the process, starting from beginning stages and ask me, you know, all of my preferences and wait for my response and then build off of that. And it one by one, it would ask me a question like, uh, how many rooms do I want? How big do I want it? Um, I would give it an answer. And it would ask me, like, hey, everything from the style of the home, the, the layout, the uh, what region I'm gonna live in because that would um play into what type of how I would want to insulate it or what type of windows I would want, right? Um, the design of the kitchen, the hardware, all you know, all that stuff. It, it's it's it sparks the imagination in a way that nothing has in a very very long time, and it makes people wonder what's possible. And when you start looking at it. it in terms of what it can do for you as an individual and then what it can do for companies and what it can do for schools like what it could do for education, I mean you, you everybody everybody can benefit from this so naturally I was. Um, I was just I, I was in it, I was enthralled I, I, I couldn't get away from it um. So, my experience with it after getting um my fill I mean I say get my fill of chat GPT as if I'm done with that. It's literally open up on my screen right now um, is as a as a consultant now, of course, every single company hears about this disruptive technology and they're like, hey, I, I don't know what this is or what we can do with it, but I know we need it. we need it or we're gonna be left behind um. Mm-hmm so companies are just spending crazy 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 dollars trying to figure out exactly how it can be used in their business because when it first came out i mean it it was cool but it felt like a like maybe a toy is the wrong word but how does it have any immediate impact in my business and so now everybody's scrambling to come up with like all of these really cool applications and services that can um somehow work with what i'm doing in business and make me more money Sadly, that's 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 the core of my job. Is I help businesses make more money. So it seems kind of um, mercenary, but it affords me the opportunity to learn all sorts of things about what's coming out. You know what companies are making. What between Google and Meta and OpenAI and like all the open source um, work that's going on. Um, so I, I guess I, I would count myself fortunate because I'm in an op- I have I'm in a position where I can do that. I definitely didn't go out looking for this. So it's not like I. Was searching for a job in AI because I mean that didn't even exist. Um, for that matter, I didn't even look for a job in data, but that's that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, but I, I I'm here and I I love doing it. Yeah,
0: fair enough. I I think a toy is the right word when you say you know you weren't sure. I think it is the right word when it first came out. People were like, oh, this is this thing that I can mess around with. Um, another thing that I found interesting was. About what you said was the uses and applications for it at first, similar to a lot of things when it first comes out, I think information is moving so fast now that companies feel like they have to take more risk than before. I feel like if this comes out 20 years ago, I feel like there is more embracing of this than let's than say um, when like email came out back in the back in the early 2000s, at least from at least I wasn't that old. but from what I hear <laughs> from from what I hear, people were like, why do you need email? You can just send mail. What does email do? and now no company had like can do anything without email. Um, and I feel like people were much quicker to maybe take the leap immediately and say, I don't know what this is and I don't really know how to use it. but I'm gonna try and figure out how to use it rather than say, know it as stupid and i and i i wonder i've kind of like seen this or maybe i've i've maybe i've made this up but this pattern that i've seen of of like people who like the gap between the or the ability to like take off with a business is much faster now than it used to be and the also the ability to just absolutely plummet and tank also, can happen like things are happening much faster Is that a fair assessment? Have Have you seen kind of like a similar situation with people jump into embrace AI, and it both working and maybe not working? I don't know if I don't know if AI can yeah. like tank a company yet, but
1: <laughs> so there's 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 a few things. here. I'll, I'll get to one by one here because those are all really good questions here. uh first with the companies adopting AI, um, as a rule companies tend to be pretty change averse because they're risk averse um if what they've got is working and they're making money off of it um if they mess with a winning solution they risk losing a lot of money if, if they're wrong but um there's been enough lessons learned over time um a lot of lessons learned about the dangers of ignoring disruptive technology so if you're smart in what you're doing if, if a business is smart um, they've always got somebody keeping an eye on the horizon saying, okay, what's coming down the road, what can really change things, you know, what's going to make us have to change to keep up. And. That speaks a lot. Um, the fact that everybody is, is jumping on the AI train right now. Um, a lot of it is hype, but a lot of it is not. And the fact that everybody is jumping on kind of speaks to how disruptive this is because you're right. Everybody feels like they need to have it. They don't know what it is yet. They don't know how, they don't, they don't know how they're gonna use it. They don't know how it's gonna make them money or benefit them yet. And that's why they bring in literally anybody who claims to have any amount of knowledge on it, um, which, which to be perfectly frank, isn't much <laughs> um, because it's changing so quickly. Our experience is everything we've learned and done and built over the last year. I mean, I mean that's that's nothing in terms of, of new technology, right? Um, but, Companies are just asking anybody with any amount of experience to come in and tell us, "Hey, how is this going to help us? Because because we need it before we get left behind. Because it is changing so fast, um, and the abilities of the the models today are improving so quickly. Everybody's um, all all the big the the big guns out there that are making these models here are coming out with the, the newer, the bigger, the better models with all the new capabilities. It's insane what's possible now." um, compared to what was possible just, uh, just a year ago. So, um, so yeah, uh, companies are, are trying to jump on this. Uh, the other question where, um, it, it is easy for people to jump in and, uh, kind of start new businesses and have, you know, it'll, these things will tank businesses. Um, that's also true. And not just because of AI, um, the, especially with tech, the barrier to entry is much, much, much less. Than it was, let's say, ten years ago. Because um, I'm not old enough to, to speak to like, like thirty or forty years ago. But a lot of that has to do with, with the cloud. Everything is coming out now. Um, so you've got your three main. Uh, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna piss off some, some other platforms here. But the platforms that I, had mess with here, you got, yeah, you Azure. You've got AWS, and you got Google. Um, and then you've got, you know, a whole bunch of different uh, other platforms that are built on top of them. Uh, the, the, the short of that, if, if anybody listening is unfamiliar, is just that you're in a computer space, um, you've got all of these services that are offered that make it easier to build new applications. If you've got some great idea about how you're going to build an app or how you're going to, you you know, you want to start a business and you want to have like a a database and store your data and you want to have something a little more sophisticated than just writing stuff down on an Excel sheet. Um, you can do that for much less of a cost than you would back in the day. Back in the day, you'd have to like buy these gigantic servers, right? You'd have to set up all of the, you'd have to set up a special room and provide security and, and um, make sure that, you know, power's going to it right. And God forbid that um, somebody flips the wrong light switch and everything shuts down. Um, it, it's, it's not like that anymore. So it's much easier to get into it than it was before. Now, combine that with AI AI is the great equalizer. Anybody, the only thing I can compare this to is like the internet or Google, where anybody with any amount of desire to learn, like I just, I just want to know more. I want to be better. I want to try something new. Um, all they have to do is ask. You can, I can go to ChatGPT right now. And in fact, I have. This is uh, sorry. Earlier today and yesterday, I was doing my own little pet project here, where, for whatever reason, uh, I wanted to understand how uh, this this encryption algorithm worked. It's called SHA two fifty six. If you know about it, um, it nothing nothing new. And I just wanted to learn about it. And I asked it to. You know, okay, you are a professor of of uh, of, of encryption. And I and, uh, tutor me in, in for base, from base principles on how the Cha 256 encryption algorithm works. And it gives me a whole outline. And then I ask it to dive deeper into each step. Um, and then it does that. And then I say, OK, well, I don't quite understand this. Can you provide me an example? And it builds out an example and shows me how all the calculations are done. And say, like, OK, well, what if you did it this way? I don't, um, it would, does this happen every time just like this? It's, well, no, actually, you would do it that way. It's like talking to a personalized tutor um, who listens to you? Who's who's patient? Who can um, adjust on the fly? Who doesn't get frustrated with you? Uh, so you you can you can learn anything you want. Now there are some risks that I'm happy to talk about uh, in a bit here, but you you can learn anything you want. You can create, um, you can create basic. Again, God, I feel like I have to uh, attach. Um, like little fine print here just like be very careful about this Um, but you can create like basic contracts or you can create marketing material or you can create um, your own your own brand like your profile you know you can talk through it about like brand management if you wanted to start a company you can talk through about potential risks to starting a business in uh, starting to starting a restaurant. <laughs> Let's say you want to start a restaurant. What are all the things you'd have to consider? And it would give you ideas and you can bounce ideas. You can dig deeper into those points. You don't, you're not limited anymore. If, if you wanted to try, you can. And I'm, it's 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 an incredible shift in the power of of, of who knows what. And and I'm, I'm really looking forward to see what that happens. But yeah, it is easier to, to start your own thing you can work on your own you can jump into it with everybody else and for that reason um that's exactly why companies who aren't embracing this are going to fall uh, you just you have to learn about it even if you're not building things with it at least understand it be literate it it's it's no different than uh, when computers first came out when the internet first came out you gonna have to be literate and understand it and be a part of it otherwise you're going to fall behind
0: yeah that makes total sense um the education thing is interesting because I don't, did you go to college? I did. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, I, I couldn't remember because I knew that you um were doing military stuff. And, and oftentimes that takes the place of, um of school for, mm-hmm. for some people. But <clears throat> so you've obviously seen, I would assume the stuff about college being not worth the money anymore and people should go to trade school or whatever, because then you're not a hundred thousand dollars in debt or whatever the number is. You've seen all that, right? So, yeah, this is my question. And I, and I, there's no answer, I don't, I don't think, but a a thought that I've had is so I totally agree with all the things that I just laid out. The thing also, though, is I feel like we're entering a bit of like a Wild West period because one of the things that colleges were able to provide was a kind of a certification that everyone could trust or, and like an accreditation. It's like, you went here, we know that you learned at least like, Blank things and whatever now you've got people maybe rightly saying, I became like an electrician on YouTube, and I took this one test on the internet and now I'm certified because some website said I was, and then it's like, do you want that guy to come to your house and like mess with your electrical system? It's like well i don't I don't really know what I want <laughs> that like mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and so chat gpt is gonna or and and a i generally um. I should stop calling AI Chat GPT because it's not that it's AI's AI his own thing. Um, but AI is going to become kind of like you said, the great equalizer, and people are going to have access to all this information and knowledge without necessarily the accreditation. And I I am fully behind someone putting the universities in in their in their place, right? But I wonder what would take the like that part of it away, like that. That piece of it is the reason, at least to me, why they haven't just tanked completely yet. And I and I wonder and I wonder how society is going to like fiddle through that because it's going to be there's going to be some growing pains for sure. Like you're gonna have people's advertising as, oh I'm I I'm an expert in this, like how do you know? Well, I just. it into ai and it taught me it's like well i don't really know that you know that like you can put it on a resume and you can answer all the right questions in the interview because you prepared you studied really for it and then as soon as you get on the job you don't actually know what you're doing and i mean that's okay right like you can train people but i don't like what are your thoughts on that as society as a whole kind of going through that it feels like a transition process and a bit of a kind of growing pains for society as a whole i mean obviously there's other things going on in society that make life not the easiest at the moment but this one in particular feels like a big one as well so
1: yeah you're gonna hear me jump back and forth beside, uh, across both sides of the fence a lot on this and it might it
0: might frustrate you but no, <laughs> bear sure. with me speculate speculate all this that's what this is for right we just people just having a conversation i uh f- first off
1: Knowledge um, absolutely shouldn't be gatekept by by a degree. So I've met some very dumb people with degrees. (laughs) Um, It's just it's it's just a fact. Having a degree doesn't make you smart. It means you can finish something, which I think when people require that you have a degree, I think that's really what they're looking for. They know you can show up on time. They know you can commit to something uh, and you can finish it. But still, there's no guarantees there. and more on top of that, I guess, I would say that I've as much fun as I had at college learning the things that I did. I, I, my story is not much different than anybody else's when I say that I am not using at all what I learned in college in terms of my degree. I learned how to problem solve, um, which, which I use every single day. But I, you, I'm not, I'm not my, my degree was in, was in biophysics uh, and I did that just because I took a physics class and I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. I, I don't know. I, I don't use physics at all. Why, why would I, um, but I've learned more outside of school than I have in college. And in my own opinion, that's the way it should be. I've been out of school for I carry the two. Uh, we'll say, <laughs> I don't know like to attend. God, how long has it been? Um, Let's see. is it 23? Well, we'll just say ten years because it is a math, and I don't feel like remembering right now. But it's been a while, man. If if I stopped learning the day I got out of school, then I'd I'd be dumb. Um, let's. I guess if most people felt that way, the world would be dumb. So take for that what you will. Um, and if, if we're making comments about the uh, about the state of the state of society right now, but you should always be learning. You should always be picking up new things. It doesn't have to be studying. It's just having interest. What's new? How does it work? Be curious. Um, having curiosity makes you an expert eventually, you know? Um, so with with the university thing out of the way, uh, well, not quite yet, uh, my opinion of what's gonna happen when knowledge becomes this accessible, when creation becomes this accessible, um, is that universities will probably go back to what they used to be, which is a place for people to expand our existing knowledge. That's what all the PhDs do, right? I mean, that's, that's the whole reason they work at the university. It's actually, it's not to be a teacher. That's part of, the, that's part of their uh, contract. You get to use our facilities and experiment and learn and, and philosophize and think. Um, in exchange for teaching us. And we'll also give you a paycheck, but I, I think it might be more for that, you know? Now, when it comes to defining who's an expert, I mean, you ever had a handyman in your home? You know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's hit and miss, you know, but y- you trust that they know more than you do. Um, y- you get to know the person, you see the quality of their work, and you're like, okay, this person actually knows what they're doing. It's going to take a little bit of due diligence and I mean it always has this isn't really a, a new idea, the only difference is the white collar jobs that require some amount of training. may come from different places now and mind you i'm not saying that Ai is going to replace education because and I'm i'm going to go ahead and talk about the caveats right now, because I keep going back to it. Ai is super cool. It's trained on a huge amount of data from the internet, all this text that just scrapes off and it learns how to, it's trained to predict how sentences should end. And it's very, very good at it. But if it doesn't have information to predict off of, it's very, very good at confidently making stuff up. Um, If you were to, so if you ask it about facts, and things that happened at, at one, whatever date, it might get it right, but I would definitely double check it because it is like uh, th- those uh, um, guys in the room who will confidently just talk, they, they will be talking out of their ass, but you believe every word they say, because if you don't know any better, you, you can't check them. Um, I, one day AI will run for politics. It's, it's, it's a thing. So. It will, it will absolutely not replace education, but it's a great facilitator. It helps enable you and it, it speeds up your ability to accomplish tasks. So I, instead of all of like this, this mundane rote work, which used to be limited to just like some things you could automate. Now you can do, you can automate creativity. Which sounds terrifying because that used to be what differentiated us from from machines, right? How how are we better than machines? Well, because we can be creative and you can't. But now that we can do that, you can now focus on other things and you can accomplish so much more. So, I think I went off on a on a wild tangent there, but no, that's um, good. When it, when it comes to to experts, I would say <laughs> use your judgment, man. I don't think a piece of paper is going to cut it anymore.
0: Yeah, no, I I fully that's exactly the point that I was making. And you went into and in, into at the end, this spot that I <clears throat> didn't mean to put you in. But I think you, well, it's not even a bad spot, but it's just where the conversation went is, you mentioned that AI could be a great facilitator of education. And then also, we talked at the beginning about companies in, embracing and embracing and growing with AI, or like using AI more and more. So how do we without being too resistant to it, understand that it could be a good facilitator and not, right. Because people will, people will take full advantage as, as you know, right. There's going to be people that get through school using AI and like, they haven't actually learned anything other than to use AI, which I guess is kind of important. If you know how to use AI, you can do a lot of things, but like, where do we start to kind of, I'm I'm, where I'm headed is, the future of AI and like, where is it going with like, do you have concerns, not concerns, right? Education is one, one piece of the pie, but you mentioned AI is going to run for a president one day or politics. I think you said, (laughs) so like where, like where, what, what are your concerns? You mentioned there are some risks that you, that you had thought about earlier. I I don't know if now's a good time to jump into those, but that's kind of where I'm, my brain is at. So, Before anybody calls me a
1: kook here, (laughs) I'm I'm saying that AI is going to run for politics because it's great at just making up stuff on the fly, being super confident about it. (laughs) No,
0: no, no politician has ever done that in the history of the world. Not once. No, No, never, man. (laughs) I have
1: complete faith in the people running our government. (laughs) I'm not, look, I'm not worried about AI. Maybe that makes me naive, but I'm also you have to understand society is going to change it's just going to change this is the industrial revolution all over again the world is going to be different and you can you can fight it you can scream you can you can plant your feet and say this i'm not doing it i won't accept it we're going to do this this way because it's the only way i understand but you're going to be left behind and you're going to hate it and it's it sucks because it's it's not hard to jump on board. This is one of those. It's it was probably the first technology that is self-teaching. Like it, uh, uh, meaning, if you if you're that old person who gets handed a cell phone for the first time, you're like, dude, I just just give me my clamshell. You know, I just I just want to dial a number and talk to somebody, right? Um, or I I, I don't you know I, I don't want to use a computer or my uh, my my PC's uh, cup holder keeps closing on me. <laughs> um sorry that's a very old joke from cd-roms um but with 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 something like chat gpt you talk to it like you would anybody else with ai it's intended to be to have a human-like interface you don't have to change anything about who you are what you do to be able to benefit from it so if if you're gonna fight against it i mean that's 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 a personality thing then and And it sucks because I don't want to see anybody left behind on this one but society everything's going to change and again to go back to education because it's the easiest one easy example to use um you have teachers who are are banning the use of of ai and all that in the classroom totally understandable I get it um because let's say you're an English teacher how are you going to make sure that your kids do their homework how are you going to make sure that they're actually writing the papers that you're grading are you grading something that was that was created by a computer? What's the point? I'm wasting my time. Totally get it. And I guess it, I'm trying to draw a comparison to anything else. Uh, maybe like when when's the time to introduce a calculator into the classroom? You know, when you start teaching math, it, it is important to learn how to do these things. It is important to learn how to how to write, how to formulate your thoughts, how to be concise or clear, how to be descriptive, understanding how to um, express yourself. These things are, are critical to being successful just as a human in society. Um, but we're not gonna be able to do it the way we have been all this time. It's gonna have to change. You're not gonna be able to stop it. Um, all of the, the tools that have come out saying that we can detect papers that have been, read, been written by AI, I mean, that's that's all garbage more often than not they give false positives and you get people who actually wrote the stuff they wrote um in trouble we, we just have to think differently about how we approach education how we approach society what's okay and what's not that's going to get into a whole other um ball of wax when we talk about like ethical considerations and things when it comes to ai uh, but things are going to change and I, i'm not i'm not scared of it I guess by the time it's it's important to be scared then well I I won't be here anymore neither will you but uh, I'm not, I'm not really worried about about the sci-fi stuff yet
0: That's fair. The writing thing you mentioned is interesting to to me as well because I don't I didn't I never realized that the point of writing a paper was to answer a question about something that I was interested in. I just wrote it because I thought I had to write it. And I feel like if somebody had told me that at least maybe in middle school, I wouldn't have understood it, understood why, but at least in high school, like pick something that like, if somebody's like pick something you're interested about and then go find stuff out about it and then write down what you're interested in. And then like, if somebody had mentioned that to me, I feel like it would have gone differently. Maybe, well, maybe not, who knows, but, (laughs) but when using AI in that, that would have been a great – there's definitely part of me that would have been like, oh, I'll just take this paragraph and use it. But there's another part of me that would have been learning how to ask the, question, the AI the questions to actually get the information that I needed. And I feel like that's a very important skill. I've, I've had to learn that on – this podcast as well, like figuring out there's been conversations where I've left being like, damn, I really wanted to, I really wanted to know blank and I couldn't formulate the right question to actually get it what I was looking for. Um, and that's a really important question because with the podcast, I have we can record, we can talk for an hour, it doesn't matter. But if you if you have five minutes with somebody and you really need to know a specific piece of information and you can't figure out how to ask it, you're sunk. It doesn't matter. So, mm-hmm. like, like you said, I get the banning of AI, but that's a totally different skill set as well. that is like is worth is worth pursuing, or just telling people that it exists. Like, that's a skill set in like in and of itself that I don't think people talk about enough. And I think that AI, like you're talking about with Chat GPT, is like how do I come up with a way to approach a problem? Is something that chat or AI. I keep doing it. AI can help, help with. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I don't, what are your thoughts about that?
1: No, you're absolutely right. And being able to ask the question well is a skill set. And that goes back to all the, the prompt engineering and stuff if you want to give a fancy term to it. But it's just being able to speak well, being able to be clear, being able to follow up on your questions, you know, don't be afraid to, to dig into it. That that's actually another thing that I'm and i base this off of nothing but i imagine it's the case um when you're talking to a person you're asking them to explain i don't know about you but in the back of my mind the more and more i ask somebody to dig into somebody or to dig into something when a person is giving me their time i'm always thinking okay am i taking too long um i don't want to you know use up too much of this person's time am i being annoying this is a a judgment-free source of information. Uh, you, you can ask it to repeat it six different ways. You could uh, you could ask it to rewrite it in French. Like it's you you, you can do whatever you want with it. Um, and being able to ask it that is is a skill set. Now, I feel like there, we are going to lose some skills, just like with the calculator, a lot of people can't do, are, are not so great at mental math, you know, because they were using a calculator since the first grade. Or maybe we're not writing in cursive anymore. <laughs> um, that's okay, no one no one misses that. <laughs> that, that, that. That's kind of my point, because you don't use it. The only reason, you, you, you learn just enough cursive to write your signature. And I don't know, maybe 15 years from now, we're gonna be signing things in like by fingerprint or by like like DNA swab um Ugh. god god knows <laughs> but but i guess we can get into a, a long philosophical conversation about is it is it that big of a loss if we have machines that could do this stuff for us if we can like focus on 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 other abilities on on other skill sets um Personally, maybe I'm a little old fashioned, but I think it is important to, to know the things that um, that it is able to automate for you, but I, I that that's me. Mind uh, so, All the same, society is going to change because of it. And we've just been talking about chatbots this whole time, by the way, um, yeah, ChatGPT yeah. yeah. or anything else. Um, the world is going to be different from the myriad of things that are coming out. Just today, uh, I read something about, I kinda wanna say it was meta. Um I really hope I'm not wrong about that. I probably should have looked it up ahead of time. But um there is I swear to God, I probably already have it up already. My six million open tabs here. Um So anybody who's used have you used Google Translate?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Really, really cool. It got me through uh, a vacation in Italy once. Don't speak a word of, of Italian. But um, you know, I I would I would try to get it to um I would try to prep on conversations. I I got really good at asking for a taxi, you know, I was on the phone. So I I would just like look it up. Okay, now I can get on the phone. As soon as they call, okay, take a few deep breaths, you know, or I can say say the words. But um, when I was caught off guard and I had to talk to somebody, I would put it on the the back and forth mode and and it would go and, you know, um, translate the conversation, super, super cool. An example of machine learning, if you want to call it AI. Um, But for these purposes, when we're talking about AI, we're talking about like LLMs. Um, which is the stuff that powers ChatGPT. What's coming out now is uh, there, again, I think it was Meta, who is able to hear how you speak. Now, not just the words you're speaking, but the emphasis you put on the words, the tone that you're giving to the words, all that nonverbal communication that comes through your voice, not just like gestures and stuff like that, but um, the, the stuff that's related to your voice, and it's able to match that in the other language in a way that makes sense in that language, not just the rote translation, which anybody who's who's seen that before, if you've ever used uh, the early days of Google Translate on, um, uh, on the, I forget what the, what the website was. It's probably, in, in, you go to Google, say translate this to this, and you'll get like a word for word translation and it would make zero sense. So if you ever want a fun game, um, just come up with like a short sentence, translate it, uh, into some other language then take that language translate it into the next do it about six times in different languages and then go back to english and see what you get
0: not um, the same
1: it's not it's not um, but it, it my point is that it's not doing a word for word translation it's giving the intent of the conversation of what you just said which is mind-blowing uh, if you can imagine um six different people on on this call right now we all sp- we all speak different languages but what you're hearing is english and what they're hearing is their native tongue i think about what that would do for this global this uh global world that we have now the it, the internet was a great what was the great uh connector between everybody right but now we can speak to each other i mean that, that's that's going to be incredible the world is going to change I know I keep, I keep beating that dead horse, man, but it's, it's going to be so different.
0: You ever, does it ever concern you like what you just mentioned with language specifically, like the tower of Babel, the biblical story where humans did that, and, and, and God was like, no, we're not like, I'm not super religious, but like, does that sort of, not that God will come do something, but like, are, do you ever get with, into like, that? Like, I don't, like we're going too far as humans. Like we're like we're messing with stuff that we shouldn't be messing with. And
1: God's gonna be like, I hey, didn't use the first time. I told you to shut not, up. Not even <laughs> not even with God, right?
0: But like if, if AI becomes something that we didn't intend it to and we can't shut it off or something like that.
1: It in my in in the quiet hours when I've got nothing to do, and I'm just sitting there thinking what happens if uh artificial not even general intelligence where you got like jarvis and all that doing all the super cool stuff for you in your iron man suit um but like when people talk about artificial super intelligence where um ai is able to teach itself and it will create new ais that are like wit- like wildly smarter and think faster and all then all we can do is hope to hope it doesn't nuke us um yeah, I've, I've gone down that rabbit hole once or twice. Um, for my own sanity, for my own peace of mind, I, I try to avoid it because we're, we're not, we're not there yet. Um, I don't know if we will be. This, yet. <laughs> again, th- these are, th- these are, it, the LLM stands for large language model. It's, it's just a language predictor. And it's very, very sophisticated. And the funny thing is, we don't actually know 100% how it how it works we know let me try that again i, I feel like I, I hear andre Carpathy, like in the back of my head yelling at me um which if you don't if you ever want a guy who can explain this very very well look up his youtube videos dude is exceptional at, at explaining ai um we know how it works we built it we know how these things work but we don't know how it comes to the conclusions that it does or its shortcomings. So speaking of Andre Copper I actually was just watching one of his videos where he said one of the problems you'll run into is like, uh, what do they call it, like the reversal curse or something like that, where um, you could ask, uh, who is Tom Cruise's mother? And it would uh, give her name, I, I don't remember it off the top of my head, but then you ask, uh, who is so and so's son, if you ask the mother's name, and it's like, well, I don't know. So th- there's a lot of mystery there, when we're trying to figure out exactly how how all the little neurons and, that, and that's what they're called, um, the, the little, I guess, um, nodes where data, data passes through, uh, how, how they work and how they come to the, the answers they come to. Um, but how did I get
0: off on this rant? <laughs> um, is AI going to take over the world? That's how is AI going to take over the world? <laughs> yeah.
1: I that, I mean, even we, we don't fully understand how it works. We do and we don't, but, it's just predicting language. Um, you can do a lot of cool stuff with it, but we have it. It doesn't yet use logic. It doesn't teach itself in the same way that, like you or I do. And that's not saying that it won't. Um, and but again, even if it does, it's not saying that it's going to get to a point where it suddenly advances well beyond our control and and we all die tomorrow. And that being said, um, the the uh, hypotheticals that come out of it are super interesting. Um, I forget where I read it, but there was, um, somebody kind of trying to paint the picture of what that would look like if, if artificial superintelligence was a thing. And i were saying that it is impossible for the human mind to conceive of some so much smarter than it. You know, we're, we're used to being smarter than everything else. And it's cute that, you know, dolphins can be trained to do things and that we, uh, chimps can can do sign language, right? Because like, oh, wow, they're super smart for animals. But we're always so, so used to being on top of the intellectual food chain. But if something was able to think and process and act at 1000s of times faster than our brain can, um, they described the uh, the idea that it would be like, it would look at us as if we were plants where we move very rarely just kind of kind of like plants do like if you watch it if you watch it closely enough you see a plant move towards the sun but you have to sit there and watch you gotta put a camera on it to watch it um and it occasionally shows you know they meaning us would occasionally show faint glimmers of intelligence so you can only hope that if that happens they would you know, faces towards the, towards the window and water us occasionally rather than try to us out of existence.
0: Such a wild thing to like even consider or think about. Oh, it's, uh, well, I mean, by that point, who knows, but I don't know. (laughs) I don't
1: know. Like I said, I, I, I don't think we're anywhere near there. Um, you, you got, you got your, your doom seers, but, uh, but I'm I'm trying not to ride that train.
0: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um I want to touch on a little bit of the kind of the companies that are doing these things and and where they are. Obviously, um last time we talked Sam, Sam Altman had just been fired and then uh the entire fired by OpenAI the board and then like 90% of the company or 70 or some big chunk of the company was like um we're all going to quit if you fire him and so they were like oh our bad, we didn't mean it. Um, but like, what's like, who are the players? What's the bit, like, what's the situation you've got? uh, this one guy, Sam Altman, who seems to be kind of at the center of everything. Microsoft is involved. Meta, obviously putting lots of, lots of money and time and effort into it. Zuckerberg has been going on podcasts saying like their AI branch is the most expensive. Like he spends so much money on it that it's not even funny. So like what, like what's going on with the, like, is 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 it those three really? Are there more or uh, mostly?
1: And uh, I'm gonna sort of give uh, the, um, the 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 fine print up front here. That you asked me to give like a poor man's report on this. So please, um, if I get any of the facts wrong, uh, like check me here. Um, but but yeah. So OpenAI, they're the ones who created ChatGPT. They've got the arguably the most advanced model to date right now, which is GPT-4. Now they've got GPT-4 Turbo which uh, isn't, I think it's still in preview. Um, and that's, uh, and Microsoft was really quick to, to jump on that train where they, they partnered with them uh, on the agreement that they can incorporate all of their technologies into all of their products. So all the office products, um, Microsoft Outlook and Word and Excel, and then anything else that they're gonna do, they, um, they offer it as a service in uh, Microsoft Azure, their cloud platform so really really big move there they put a huge amount of money into it and um from my understanding um the reason they fired sam altman is because the, the according to the board he was less than forthcoming about how he did his business now whatever that means i'll i'll leave that to people who knew it better um uh, especially there were people who wrote much more detailed reports on uh, or summaries of, of what that was, but they just they felt that they couldn't trust him. And so they they fired him, but they didn't count on a couple of things. One, the near cult-like fanaticism that his people have for both him and the technology that they're pioneering together. You don't get into this unless you fully believe that it's going to change the world. Um, so they they backed him and then you had microsoft who had invested billions to to be a part of this and they see the board make a a drastic maneuver like this um you gotta imagine this was a just an immediate migraine for whoever's running the show at microsoft i'll have to apologize in fans because i don't know names very well off the top of my head here even though i read about it but so from what i understand they they had some they meaning microsoft had some fallback options like okay there's a number of ways we can do this either we talked to the board we get sam alton reinstated and say okay our bad we reacted a little um rashly you know knee-jerk reaction but we can fix this or uh god i forget what the other one was but didn't, it all ended didn't up didn't they just go that. to hire him themselves Well, that was option three and i'm i'm quoting from memory uh yet another article that was again very well written um maybe i've got it up here and if i remember i can just rattle it off here but um what ultimately ended up happening is they would not rehire him Uh, and in fact they again meaning the board had found somebody who would take the role and so Microsoft's like, all right, well, okay, all of our plans are, are shot of shit here. So what we're going to do is we are going to take Sam Altman and literally anybody who will follow him, you guys all have jobs. We're, we're practically, for, for all intents and purposes, absorbing open AI without actually having to buy you guys. And there was uh, a petition or, I don't know, a paper, whatever, a letter signed by a huge, 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 huge percentage of the uh, the workforce that over there at OpenAI, saying, "You guys quit the board. You guys are gone, and we get Sam Altman back. Otherwise, we all walk, and this company just dies." And so he he came back. I mean, he set the uh, the i um, uh, not forgetting the the old Apple CEO, <laughs> um, Ballmer. Um, no, 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 no. The the OG. Steve Jobs. Thank you. Wow. I didn't see. I told you about the names, man. Uh, he said he said the the Steve Jobs speed run. Where the, that was exactly what happened to him where he yeah. was fired and left for a couple of years and came back, or I don't know how long it was. But yeah, he was gone and back in a weekend.
0: Was Ballmer Apple or was he was Microsoft?
1: Uh, you got me, man. I'm. I'm this is why, I, this right is why I shouldn't be a
0: historian. Microsoft. He was Microsoft. All right. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> um okay so so that all that's happening and so they've got the most advanced one and then is google google's in the game as well i believe as as well as meta so where, where are they standing with this are there some like dark horses or is it kind of just are those four the only ones well i'll say 3.5 point five. Let's say microsoft plus open, plus open ai but is it kind of like those those ones are the only ones it's, with the funding and the brain power or are there other ones that are kind of no, it's
1: it's it's a lot more open than that. Um so yeah, the you've got the big ones there. So you've got Meta, they've got the uh, the Llama models, like Llama 2 is is uh, is an excellent model. Um then you've got uh, OpenAI of course, they've got the big ones. And you got uh, Google, they just released released uh, Gemini and Gemini Ultra. I have not had personal experience with uh with bard or with um anything else that um that google's come out with i played with it a little bit so i'm i'm not speaking from experience but i i know um from what i've been told from other people's experience and what i've read up on it that they they haven't yet been able to compete with open ai um ever since the initial bard release they've been trying to kind of make up for lost ground it, it was kind of a catastrophe um uh, but they they are in the game, and I wouldn't count them out. Um, uh, Amazon is has got their their um, horse in the race too. they're they're creating their own models. What they're focusing on a lot is making services easily available. So not as much creating the most advanced model, but making it the most accessible. So all the cool stuff that you can build off of AI, um, being able to, uh, say, talk to books, for example, and I'm using that just as a as a very relatable example. Um, if you wanted to have it do a book report, you can actually give the AI more information, and it can it can take that book and summarize it for you. Um, which is, I, I, I mean, I could have I can talk all day about the cool stuff you could do with AI, but let's just I'm gonna I'm gonna divert right here and right? um, just so we can get to to where we're going with this, but. Let's. If we're going back to ChatGPT, it's not just what um what you say to it to make it do cool stuff. It's information that you give it. So if you give it, say like your LinkedIn profile, and you're like, meaning like you you, you take your summary and your skills and stuff like that, and you literally drop it in the the, te- the chat box, like the text area, right? You say, hey, this kind of sucks. I need you to pizzazz this up for me and write it in a way that makes me more um, attractive to this type of position. Boom! It'll it'll do that. If you ask it to summarize some um, lesser known novel that you really really like, it'll probably make up some goofy answer, which is kind of fun, but not what you're looking for. But instead, if you copy all the text out of you find a PDF somewhere and you just copy all the text and you drop it in there, um, and it's short enough. There there are limitations to what it to what it can do, but with the new stuff coming out that. That window is getting larger and larger. What you can do with it, um, but if it's short enough, it can you can ask it direct questions about the characters, the motivations, uh, summarize the plot, summarize or t- uh, talk about the the key conflicts. You know, do do some real literary analysis on it. Um, what I do professionally, uh, what we've been talking to companies about, what we've been selling is the ability to um, look at all of the the documents that you have in. You know, Google Drive or SharePoint. Like, if you've ever had to go and find an example of some type of slide, a slide deck, like from PowerPoint or something, and you're going through through SharePoint hell trying to find it because there's like a million million freaking files there, and you don't know which one you're looking for. Um, you don't have to do that anymore because if if you or if you set up your data in a way that um, you can connect it, there's a number of steps between here and there, but it, it, if you make this information available to the ai model it can tell you and you wouldn't even have to find the document it it can reference that and create something for you if you wanted it to so wild amount of stuff that you that you can do um but all of that is sort of a complicated process um, if you're not technical there are a lot of tools that you'd have to set up and, and connect um, and you'd have to arrange your data in a way that makes it readable or, or, or makes it useful. And what AWS has been focusing on what Amazon has been focusing on is, uh, making that process easier, simplifying it. And they've got tools for, for doing that. So Microsoft cashed in on the, the the big model. They've got the best model there because they've got their partnership with OpenAI. Amazon is like, okay, well, we don't have that. So we're making a whole bunch of um, stuff available uh, much more easily. And that brings us to the whole um, open source community, meaning the freely available models. There's, um, if, you, if you've never heard of Hugging Face, that's, um, a website you can go to where all sorts of citizen developers can go out, who've, who've been working on these types of things, building out models, testing them, trying out different things. They, they can put that stuff there for other people to use. Um, and it's, you know, you get all kinds of feedback on it and the other people can, can contribute to it and things like that. So um, that's also something that's a, um, Amazon kind of jumped on. They're like, hey, we're going to partner with you and make all this stuff available. But there are a lot of people working on this now for the super big Uber models that, um, require billions and billions and billions and billions of, uh, parameters, uh, which is just like how, how many different steps it takes before it comes to, uh, uh, an answer. Yeah. Th- those are the big ones. You've got meta, you've got, uh, open AI, you've got Google, um, Microsoft is probably gonna do one of them, but then
0: Amazon. I'm probably leaving a couple out, but but yeah, those are the big ones. Are we gonna end up? Do you think in a situation where, like right now, we've got Google and Bing, and I don't know, does Yahoo still exist? Maybe I don't know DuckDuckGo. <laughs> like, but Google is for sure like the main like Edge. I guess is another one, like, but Google is for sure the big like Google has become a verb. Are we gonna end up in a situation where one of these just takes off and and is like installed on every computer or is it gonna be a more competitive thing all right because my all of these companies have have their own twists like you've got the google work workstation or workplace or whatever where you've got. Gmail and Google Docs and and Google Sheets and all this stuff. And then you've got Outlook, right? Microsoft has their own suite of products. And they're like comparable-ish. But Microsoft really got in first. And then, like, are we going to end up in a situation where it's just on everybody's computer and everybody's got an instance of the Google one or the Amazon one? Or like, is that where it's headed? Or like, where is it headed for? Because those are just like the bots, but there's other stuff that AI is doing as well that isn't like within that. Like, so I guess are the bots headed that way? And then the rest of it, I guess we could talk about it for, for forever. Um, but is that where you see kind of the bots headed? If there's going to be a clear winner, that's definitely TBD.
1: Excuse me. Um, I don't yet see any one company just taking off and owning the whole market and saying, okay, all you guys are just pretenders and everybody's gonna use me. Um, But who knows what next year is gonna look like. That being said, um, AI absolutely will be commonplace and incorporated into everything, whether it's Microsoft stuff or Google stuff or Meta stuff or whoever else is doing it, it's going to be incorporated into everything. And like i said earlier microsoft is already doing that with their with their whole office suite um you know you can talk to it in a just regular human language and it'll create a powerpoint for you you know um again i haven't used it they, they are doing a very private preview right now with like invitation only so i only know what i've read about um and google is trying to do the same thing um like i said with meta they're, they're doing their whole translation app among god knows what else it's going to be incorporated into everything we work with um we're with with this new technology like you said it's the wild west we're limited by our creativity so it'll be really cool to kind of see where it goes but yeah it'll definitely be commonplace i
0: have i have one more question um and and that is if you were to say to somebody um the best way to get literate or to understand ai as it as it comes into our lives or the best way to kind of become adapted to it is like what's your advice to people that are in the workplace and you're like, oh I want to get a jump start, like a head start on this.
1: Go to ChatGPT and play with it. It's free. It's accessible. You know, just it's gonna be a little awkward at first. You're just gonna ask it questions like you would Google and it's not gonna work so well. But as you get more as you get over that and you start talking to it more, um and you start seeing kind of the responses that you get, and you start asking more questions or deeper questions, or maybe you change how you do things. You start to get a feel for how it works and and how you get the responses that you want. And then just start reading about it because people at this point, people have been doing some very cool stuff with it, um, things that you hadn't even considered trying. And you maybe you'll you'll ask questions a different way. You'll you'll prompt you'll you'll prompt your questions differently and you'll get a, a a whole different kind of result. Um I can't tell you I how many different things I've I've done with it just everyday for for work from creating documentation which is painful, you know, just just writing things just to tell you a lot of things work to creating uh powerpoints and stuff. It really gets you over that whole uh writer's block thing where it's just the blank page. Um cuz even if it's not what you're going to use verbatim, and it almost never is. It'll at least yeah. get you to the point where you're like, oh, no, 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 okay, I like I like this part. I think this is the direction I'm gonna go with it. I've uh, I've tried to see, I wanted to uh, see how far I can get in building a full-on application with it. So I, I wanted to try to build a, like a Tinder clone. Um, so I was like, hey, I am going to develop a a Tinder clone. So write, write out this whole um outline of everything I need to consider. And it gave me the whole, okay, it needs to be able to do this X, Y, and Z. Okay, great. Now, um, develop like a, a full-on architecture of services that I need to create. Okay, now from all these different services, create a to, like a to-do list of each item that has to be done. And then for each one of those, I went to that and said, okay, here's all the little sub items. Okay. Now for this sub item, right. You know, write Implement this, So write the code for it. And it did, it created all the code for it and I put it all together and it got pretty far before it started losing the plot there. Um, a fun quirk about, uh, chat GPT and, and these models in general is that they only have so much working memory, um, in terms of what you can, what they can look back on. Uh, uh, so, uh, eventually it sort of, uh, it forgets what you were originally talking about, and it'll kind of wander off a little bit, but um, it's still it's, it's incredible things that you can do with it. So if you want to, if you, if you want to learn how to use it, if you want to become acquainted, just get in there and play with it. And and play is the exact right word. Have fun with it. The very first thing I did after writing a story is, I was like, hey, uh, I I'm I'm a D and D. i am i am and di like playing I like playing D and D. So I asked it to DM a game for me, and it, it did reasonably well. Again, I was able to break it because um, it, it's not meant to do that, and I got it to uh, to, to do things it wasn't supposed to do. But it, it was still it was it was cool that it could prompt me. It it could describe the setting and adventure to me and say, okay, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, I want to do this, and then it would respond. So I just play with it. That, that's how you get it. That's how you get that's uh, how you get familiar.
0: Yeah, fair enough, dude. Any any last nickels before we get you out of here? Man, I feel like I would
1: wander off on a on a on a long tangent if I did. But um have fun with it. Don't be scared of it. This this can only benefit us. It's like I said, it's a great equalizer. So, get out there and just and just learn it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Fair enough, dude. I appreciate your time. Really enjoyed the conversation. Um for those listening if you've made it this far, then you'll know we fixed the technical Um, Difficulties Mostly Um, And yeah We'll see you guys Next time Peace